0: glint of something slightly dangerous or slightly unhinged in his eye you probably have to have that to San Ronaldo and he has done that and he's got all the cards now subscribe now to the OTB football podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB sports app OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember
1: effortless shave, magnificent Mo. <laughs> 16 minutes past 8 you are watching 0.3am. <laughs> <O3> <laughs> <O3> that, that was a not it? Did. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. What, what did you, uh, we, don't need, we can move on from that one. David Snage, football writer of the 42, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, what's, your actual,
0: what's your actual title? I'm very well.
2: Pardon? <laughs> what's your actual title? Um,
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. Employed. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, in journey, <laughs> I'll take that's, that,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Was last night, you were out there last night, were you? No, I wasn't. I was doing something else. I was actually working on a feature. Believe it or not, um, that's his new job. Different, something different. Watch, uh, watch the space. Yeah, but um, no, I watched the match. Yeah,
1: was last night a like evidence that Rover should have gone for it a bit more? And I know obviously some of the bigger names weren't weren't there. And it's the constant after every game we find ourselves talking about it. But yeah. like last night, they bank more money than they win for winning the the League of Ireland season. The League of Ireland's wrapped up, and I know there was a couple of injuries and stuff like that. But like was last night? Ah, oh, that's great. And, and they got the job done and again they showed they were at that level or was it like oh, could
0: we just have done this a little bit more during the stages? I think there's an element of both, both aspects of that. My own reading of it just from speaking to people at Rovers and then even just listening to Stephen Bradley this week after obviously they won the league Look, we were out on um, Broadstone, or Broadstone Ro- Roadstone uh, the day after they won it and he made the point that he was like this is something playing in Europe that should, the club shouldn't have to wait another 10-11 years for. Mm. And then that kind of ties in from what you're hearing from when you speak to people because it is very much a case of rowers putting plans in place here. Mm. Like it's not a case of right, they qualify for Europe, they have to go hell for a letter and lash into it because they're never going to be here again and you never know when it's going to happen again. There's very much a sense that this is something that's part of and it's a word that was mocked when Bradley Force came in, but the process mm. like this is what they're building towards to be on a regular basis. So while well, I would say the one game would be moulded away when I thought, you know what uh, that's when he actually threw the towel in a little bit and I accepted, you know what, yeah. the league was more important. And
2: that was the term I used. Shelburne yeah, on yeah. the Sunday, was, was yeah, that the week? Yeah. Like, Which on- they won with the last minute winner.
0: Yeah, and like to be honest, like fans, fans I tell you, would be looking at that thinking, Do you know what, there should have been maybe a stronger team out there but that t- it ties in with where Rovers are trying to go at the moment whereby boy was like, this isn't going to be the only time we're going to be here. Like mm. Their thinking and their thought process is by winning the league and the champions' path and the way that helps in terms of the season and all the rest of it, that they'll be in the Conference League again next year. Mm. They're not going to be banking on that, obviously, but that's what they're aiming towards. That's what they're building towards. And it's that it's that kind of thought process of, Do you know what, yeah, we've qualified, that's great, mm. but this is still part of the early stages of what our plan is, the medium to long-term plan of continued... European football
1: So to project forward into that because there was a quote from him during the week where he said if you take the group st- this is in the context of the League of Ireland if you take the group stages out of it the Conference League uh, were hard to beat I took that as a if they get back into it again
0: next year they may end up just doing the same thing again they, Well I don't know if, I, I don't think they should if they do because it, it, the money that they've made this year and even when you tie into say, money that would have come in, say, from Gavin Bazoon, who sailed the add-ons, and, and mm. the, the money that would come in there, like, I think there's a couple of million coming their way from that as well. Like, Andy Lyons leaving, going to Blackpool, there's a few more, a few more quid coming in there as well. Then you've got the natural that's investment that's already in the club, um, obviously with Jeremy Desmond and how they've kind of set up is there as well.
2: And 6000 dollars a week every Friday
0: night. And that's it as well, if like, you see the what the average crowd is. And, like they they have to not an element of massive rebuilding but they do have to add in a couple of bodies in terms of freshening up the squad and that's going to be needed they've already worked on that there's a couple maybe three already down the line that will be pretty much sorted relatively soon you would imagine but again it just comes into that it seems to be coming into that point where it's kind of hard it's kind of hard I don't mean this in a bad way but like Rovers are just acting like a proper professional club in terms of actual forward planning that yeah they have a bit of success and it's not right what do we do here now how do we what how do we keep this going? Like what they're doing now is it's within the framework and within the plan that they've what they've put in place, you know. And like Johnny you were saying there with the six thousand, like it's, every every other League of Ireland fan would probably not like the fact that Rowers are doing this. But what Rowers are doing between connecting with a fan base and everything with the youth structures and with how they now do actually focus on that first team, it's the perfect model. Mm-hmm. It really is. And when you tie in that they've got a manager who's not even forty, he's thirty seven years old and he's already won three t- three league titles in a row Amazing. already has European experience. And like it's like really interesting. Yeah, and that and listen that's that's the only element of this I suppose where that could maybe throw things off course with robbers is obviously when other people come in but
2: we're we're hard on ourselves as well in the League of Ireland, right? Oh, you know, we're but sometimes we're too hard on ourselves in the sense that like the 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 economic suicide and basket case reality of the league of ireland is gone like and this is a league where there's no prize money and you know we, we you know we get kind of Miffed by comments about, like, from England about how we are relative to England. England is full of clubs who are run as economic basket cases, mm. right? Or losing so much money, going out of business. The League of Ireland in general is in a good place, and Rovers are an example of that. And you have, like, if you've Dermot Desmond investing in something, let's be honest here, he sees something that that's worth investing in. You have, like, uh, you, and even if when you have billionaire owners, like, there are three billionaire, if not four billionaire owners in the league now. Those clubs. Derry City and Goal United are still being run prudently and even Goal United this season our average crowd is going to be over 2,000 uh, a week in the first division and uh, these clubs are being run like
0: sensibly despite the fact that we've no prize money come from above and like you say that about being hard on ourselves and you kind of get the sense like if you think of what if you think of Stephen Bradley I'm just mentioning this so I, just, I genuinely think that his kind of story is one of the great Irish football stories at the moment in terms of like, I remember doing a feature with him for four four two with him and Stephen McPhail um, a few years ago, and he told the story when he was coming through and like he spoke with us before how he was like lauded as a as a young player, everyone wanted him. But like Alex Ferguson coming to his house in Tally and arriving, and he's out like he's late coming in because he's playing football on the street with his mates, or whatever. And he goes for for dinner in town with Alex Ferguson, and then he comes back and eventually he signs for Arsenal, and he's spoken about obviously the attack and everything that happened, but how he was able to rebuild his life after that. When you think about how. Could have easily gone a completely different way. What if Rovers sacked? As but, well? the, but that's this is the other, other, other element thing. to it. It's like, like he, he, but he comes back and on, he comes back and plays in the league and all. And then, like, he retires early. he Didn't have to. He retired because mm. he just had fallen out with of love of playing football. Really, he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. Mm. And then just that, like, he took over. He took over as a caretaker over 31 years of age when Rovers were a bit of a basket case. They really were. Like, they were short. It was short hand. They were sack of managers. Like, there was no. there didn't seem to be any kind of full on plan and he helped drive it at that age and has now started delivering success and like, I genuinely think he just de- deserves tremendous amount of respect for what he has done in that and then when you're in this year the emotion behind everything and he's spoken about his son and how he'd been diagnosed with, with leukemia and like he was out talking with that host on, on Tuesday and like literally I was sitting beside him I tears me eyes listening mm. to him because like, you're thinking about what he's gone through and, and how he's described and stuff and it's just, its hard to comp- or genuinely hard to comprehend how he's got through this year. I have yeah. no idea how. And well, I have. It's because of his family and it's because of the staff. He was A- like and the players well.
2: Like I think the players really like they, they were men and like they were good people. They were like we're going to do this for him and yeah. we're going to rally around him. And like I think I have to do laud the Rovers board when they lost five two against Dundalk if you canvassed uh, oh, a thousand people across Ireland they're like Bradley should go it's not working out but you get the
0: banner didn't they remember you the banner the I remember like that
2: the banner it's time is up whatever they stuck with him and I think he was a young manager he was with young coaching staff and from my experience of having dealt with them, I think they've learned on the job as well as you would expect and Rovers I think Rovers, like, they lost their riches from 2011. They basically squandered that. And they realize now that we're going to do this a little bit longer term. And they had Stephen Kenny. They had uh, Pat Fenlon in. They had Trevor Crawley in. And Los <laughs> Yeah, Brian Laws, <laughs> And it was like, we need to give this man time. And I'm glad they did because this was a story that never happened. All these titles could be four in a row. Never happened if they sacked him. And most people probably would have said they should have. They struck with him.
0: You're talking about the players. like I just thought it was the way he was describing the image of if Pico Lopez gave Josh, the uh, <laughs> fucking son, his jersey, he <laughs> one of the games. And when he got, because he went to Talla, Austin, he went to Talker Park during the match, during the week, just because he didn't want to know what was going on between Derry and Sligo. But then, like, Josh is wearing, and he was he's wearing a Pico Lopez a jersey, and he says, like, a nightdress on him, and he's sleeping on it, and sleeping in it. And that just kind of sums up the kind of sense that's actually at that club at the moment, you know.
1: Story that you wrote uh, during mm-hmm. the week with him from that uh, from that piece, and it really encompasses everything you're talking about about how he's he was at Talca Park and his wife yeah. brings him to give him the news, and the how outspoken he's been with the playing group of uh, about Josh and about the condition, and that in itself was geez, I, it yeah. made me stop a second and go, I, I was surprised that he would be as.
0: Place the story is central to what was going on as he has done. I suppose you think about it like it just kind of plays into how his life has been in terms of what some of the stuff that's happened to him, and by speaking about stuff, that's obviously clearly walked from you know, and mm-hmm. just that modern day. It's the most say the modern day manager or coach where you connect with your players on two levels. remember the whole thing of you don't want to get too close to your players, you want to be seen as their best mate, and obviously he's not all oh, their best mate because he has to make tough decisions. But the fact he's able to keep that group of players seemingly very content. With the amount of rotation that happens, it just shows you that he do not they're not doing it just because of success there. Like it's clearly because they actually buy into what he's doing and they respect them as a person, and that just seems to be one of the core kind of pillars of how he goes about things. Is that it's not right if you have a problem you box it off, just concentrate on football. Maybe that could have been there in early stages. And as Johnny was saying, you learn the job and you realise how players take really. Mm. But it just seems to be that openness is what's driving it. Really, he was like he was calm enough for start season. I said, how how are you keeping all these lads happy? Like, and he yeah. said, it's not
2: my job to keep them happy. And I was like, "Yeah, you're actually right here." But they have to want to play for you. It but, it. <laughs> then, but like, it's not my my role is not keeping players happy. My role is to win, get things for Shamrock
1: Rovers, yeah, and maybe whatever maybe way he's he it, it... Maybe keeping them happy is. is not exactly representing what's going on, but the point is wanting that to like, play They can obviously, the and not, unhappiness can lead to not losing yeah, the dressing room and all that. And like
2: Rovers have complex individuals in that dressing room, like any other dressing room, maybe more than other dressing rooms. And somehow, if they're not happy, they've won the league again in a canter, and um, they've they've done it. Like and you know the the players that who else are they going to bring in and where are they going to go because uh, they will raise their standards next season again
0: No oh, they will it's natural and it, it, it was hot was telling though when, when, when Stephen Bradley was asked about has everything that's happened this year with his family and all the rest maybe he said if something was to come up abroad be it England or elsewhere would that not would that basically rule you out with him? He, he, was, he said no listen if something comes up you obviously have to mm. you have to kind of look at it and, and kind of di- and see where you stand with it but like that's the that, that would be the big thing, and in terms of, and you would imagine Rovers. Let's be honest; like they would have had that sense where, because obviously Darren Desmond got involved in that during the summer when Lincoln were coming in for for Stephen Bradley and helped, helped just kind of ease the situation a little, bit and that kind of convinced them to stay. But they, you would think that's kind of given them that little bit of a jolt to say, "Well, hold on, you need to have some kind of succession plan in place here in terms of having some people to come in," because it is very much a case that it's a kind of collaborative effort that Rovers as well obviously Bradley is the main man but you've got Stephen McPhail there who's the technical director but he's on the bench for every game as well it's not as if he's just maybe yeah. the boards man and is like separate things he would be very much intricate he's to know, massively Brad, important yeah and obviously Glenn Cronin Glenn as well so it's it, that element that's the element like, like any club that's successful especially at the level where always are at where yeah within the League of Ireland they're the, main, they're the main team at the moment but in the field chain the greater scheme of things it wouldn't take it would take a, like a club to come in and get them and they could have done. It's not as if this is the job of a, of a lifetime where you can never turn it down, you know. the I mean? final thing on that is just I think the six thousand that Rovers are getting Friday night. I think
2: a lot of this is to do with the fact that it's very good football to watch. Like it's actually entertaining. It's a nice stadium. It's good football to watch. And League of Ireland managers aren't going to England anymore. League of Ireland managers have to pit themselves against Stephen uh, Bradley, Stephen O'Donnell, Damien Duff, um, Rory Higgins, Tim Clancy, John Russell, and all these other managers. And it's a league that has its own like micro kind of quality about it now where this is our league and we have to better each other and we're not really worried about England as much anymore and I hope that's a good thing it's mad as well Colin Healy be coming up as a manager yeah, of Cork. If yeah. he's and he's one of the all the lads now when he's 42 mm-hmm. he has not <laughs> like, sign a new contract like, so going yeah, to be it. class like, it's yeah. going to be practically full time and some of the personalities involved
1: Stephen Kenny was in the stands last night, who was he, Who was who, and he had a little notepad out, who was he checking? it? Well, he's Let's been on it.
0: record, and you kind of it's, it's, it's always interesting with Stephen Kenny, I think, because you kind of know where his thinking is at, because he'll throw names at you when you, like, you wouldn't have even expected them, or you haven't kind of maybe let him down a certain path, or tried to say, well, get his, your thoughts on a certain player. But Neil Fadugia is the one he keeps on going back to, and you you got glimpses of it last night, where just that powerful running, probably the one thing that Rovers do lack, at that level you were saying at the start, of the day, Adrian Bill, they've shown that they're well capable and they have been. It's just been maybe just that little bit of pace, a little bit of power that they're just lacking maybe at a very at that level, um, to kind of the final tour, especially to actually kind of cut through teams and Farrouge is the one I think I'm like, delighted like, for him because I genuinely oh, the thought, I he's thought he's had his as well. career was done yeah. I actually did and he qualifies for Malta as well and did. France mm-hmm. and France as well I think he had a better chance to life for Malta he's a better chance
2: to play from Malta there's he nothing and he nothing. got like 600 in the leaving as well
0: nothing
1: that excites us more than uh, like oh gee could we go somewhere else mm-hmm. We we'll let's lock him down we've great track
0: record of course Now, oh, I'd be a bit of a hypocrite now if he plays a couple of times from Malta and then declares for Ireland but I think he would be the one in terms of and even that position because he can play you could play as that kind of maybe like left wing back and the reason why I say Faruja and more so because I actually asked Kenny this ab- about Andy Lyons around the time he was gone to Blackpool because Andy Lyons obviously had a great kind of season with, um, with Rovers and he actually now Faruja is the one yeah. so he'd be one I would say right. that if um, especially with the friendlies coming up maybe he could be in with a show if he can stay fit Hopefully, left wing
1: back is still kind of yeah. up for grabs Ronaldo's back he's fully into the team ethic It's everything is turning up Milhouse know. is that right? Oh no! Well, the fans were singing Viva Ronaldo
0: last night, weren't they? What's this know. celebration all about? I don't know. I don't know. Is sleeping. he kind of sleeping? He, he did it against Everton. Yeah. Italy, so is he kind of just that? Is he at peace? At where Sue his gone? Isn't yeah? He's at peace. Is that it? Is that uh, what, I don't think he's at I peace. Mean. at Where his career is that? Whatever <laughs> was the last week or so. I want have happened, but uh, it's just pantomime stuff, really, isn't it? Mm. It's. Um, they, get, they feel like they're getting fixed, though. Yeah. No. That this is, been, but actually, and in fairness, so it's actually the only piece for the, at the weekend for the 42 on this because I just thought remember when Keane was talking about this on Sunday with Sky and it felt as if the war was falling in it was like, it was like Do you know what he just, just has to go now when he said that against City that uh, this is going to be a problem and ha- clearly it ha- has been but it felt as if he's never going to play for United again this is an outrage Gary Neville is in throwing his um, usual stuff in and then but by the middle by, by the Monday he's back training hmm. like he's at the like he's all small at the Ten Hag training with the open training session before then he starts and he scores so in less than a week Ten Hag has managed to actually like just totally squash this Master stroke. Genuinely, I think. And listen, listen You're not in the dressing room. We don't know what even Ten Hag's thinking is, and some of the well, stuff he's that's been said.
2: He? Ronaldo, Ronaldo's done. Like I mean, he's playing against Sheriff, so he's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, you would really
0: imagine so. Like he wanted to leave during the summer. The United you know, were happy for him to go, and the offers didn't come. Like you know, and like the fact that the offers didn't come, and they weren't able to get rid of him in good time to actually try and find any kind of replacement. Ten Hag has just shown what most top managers would be where you have that sense of this is what you want to do but then an element of pragmatism has to come into it where you you deal with the situation Mm. that's what he's been doing and I just, I just, I just thought it was gas when Keane threw, threw Paul Scholes under the bus when he, off oh. about <laughs> quietly going about his day and suddenly, yes. <laughs> but then, but then the reason why, and does this book, have you read the new book about um, the 1999 treble season that Matt Dickinson has done? No. And I just thought it was good timing because uh, Paul Fennessy with the 42 had done an interview with, with Dickinson about it and he was saying how for Keane, like this whole thing of, you know, the great team spirit, it, it's not as if we're all Like a brotherhood here, where you it's just about what you want to win on the pitch, Mm. and that like when he he threw scores under the bus. But then I went back to that time, and you go through what was happening at United when Ferguson had kind of said he was floating, he was going to leave, and and United had won three league titles in a row, but then totally, absolutely capitulated the next season and were an absolute nightmare of a club they were all over the place mm. you know with your son Verón and Van Nistelrooy and stuff and you see what Keane is saying around that time and then you, what you're saying about Ronaldo now when you're like is this the same person uh, it's totally. and look at and we're like,
1: also all contributions like, at some point or oh, another and if you're on it. the TV all the time saying stuff I yeah, wouldn't, yeah, I'd I hate 100, to be yeah, re- yeah, Rewinded this show right. from uh, especially from minute, Johnny point. could you imagine Johnny's best bits on there on that note Cosmo Kramer on YouTube says we need a weekly Ward and Sned chatting League of Ireland segment so I'm on for it um Thanks for for coming in. No brother. pleasure to be here.
0: OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave magnificent
2: moves.